Welcome. For many years, there's been a perception that self-managed super funds can't build or develop property. But is this really the case? And if you can, how do you go about it? To discuss this, I'm joined by leading self-managed super fund specialist, Darren Kingdon, who's the author of Master Your Super and a very well-respected financial planner. So uh, good to see you again on Real Estate Talk, Darren. Yeah, th thanks for having us, Bushy. Good to see you, mate. Thanks, mate. Now, uh, it's a really interesting subject, and there have been, I think, a lot of misconceptions around this, but can a super fund develop a clean screen property? Uh, well, the short answer is yes, but, it, but as usual, there's a, there's a few caveats with these things, and, you, and I guess you, you alluded to potential confusion out there, because over the years... The ATO is basically the regulator of the self-managed super fund, and they've provided some mixed signals about whether or not super funds are allowed to develop properties um, on the pretense that, that uh, the trustees might be carrying on a business, which is thought to be a breach of one of the covenants of the super laws. Um, but generally speaking, over the last sort of 10 years or so, the, you know, the ATO sort of poured cold water on that and, and generally... Um, speaking, it seemed to be an, an acceptable practice, but it does depend on the manner in which you go about developing the property. So, for example, uh, so can a superannuation fund um, develop a property that it already owns within the fund? And, and the answer to that is, well, yes, it certainly can, uh, but you can't go and sort of add extra borrowings or securitise the asset, and it'd have to be effectively self-funded. So, so therefore, there's got to be probably contributions coming in that could cash flow the development or maybe you need to liquidate some existing assets. It's got to come from within or maybe rollovers from other funds. Um, so that would be effectively how you'd be able to, to do a, a development without any borrowings. Um, and, and similarly, um, if, a, if, a, if a property was acquired on the open market by a super fund, same sort of scenario would apply. Yes, we, we can acquire a provider that's all self-funded and they're not securitising any assets. The, the super fund would be able to go along and, and improve the property and develop the property. Okay, so it, it, let's talk about a, a greenfield exercise then. Uh, and, and, and let's say you're in a position where the self-managed super fund would need to borrow funds yep. put towards something. Are you able to borrow funds to, to actually construct a development? Um, that it, it, generally speaking, no, um, but there, there is a couple of circumstances where it might be possible. Um, and, and one of those circumstances is through like an unrelated unit trust structure which is say where, for example, if, if we went 50-50 um, via a unit trust, me and you and my super fund and you're one of your entities, that would be a way in which we could effectively get some geared exposure. And that, that entity in which we're sort of 50% investors, it could go about securitizing assets, developing properties, improving properties, things like that. So that would be, that's a potential avenue in which you could develop a property, but it would require, I guess, un independent, um, unrelated people like me and you to be able to make that exercise work. Um, and, and I guess that's one way in which it could occur. Another way which it might be able to occur is if, if the super fund already had a, uh, a borrowing arrangement in place, 
um, and you're wanting to improve that property, well, you know, that, that property could, again, it would, the improvement would need to come from existing reserves, contributions, rollovers, things like that, even though there might already be some debt attached to the asset, provided we can we only improve it and don't fundamentally change the character of it, which is a, gets into a bit of legalese, um, then, then that's another way in which it could possibly occur. But I think from practical experience, you tend to find if it's more about, well, if we invest jointly via a trust structure, and that trust structure uh, isn't deemed to be a related party, given that we've got independent minds and wills, um, you know, in, in undertaking the exercise, then that's a way in which you can get a sort of indirect um, um, geared uh, development exposure into a portfolio. Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, that's quite eye-opening because that certainly changes uh, a lot of people's perception of what you can and can't do in relation to the development space uh, with super. So uh, really, uh, thank you for coming on today, uh, Darren, to uh, open our eyes to that. Yeah, much appreciated. Good on you. Good on you, mate. Speak soon. Thanks, Darren. Uh, so if you want to find out more or uh, about all of this, uh, feel free to reach out to Darren at kingdomfinancialgroup.com.au. Uh, make sure you grab a copy of his book, Make Super, uh, Make Your Master Your Super. I'll get it right the third time, Darren. Master <laughs> Your Super. It, it is a really good read. So uh, he, he has this ability to turn complexity into something that's very understandable. So uh, grab yourself a copy of that. In the meantime, stay with us because you're here on Real Estate Talk. <laughs>